Welcome back, Kirkwood. It's your May episode of the KPL podcast. I am your host, Ryan Drinkard. I am a reference and technology librarian here at the Kirkwood Public Library. And I'm Jagisha Patel, also a reference and technology librarian. So can you believe it? It's May already. How did that happen? Four months of 2019 are gone. Here we are, a complete new month. So much going on this month. I know, and it's almost summer. Can't believe it. Where did this year go? It's flying by, which I'm trying to make every minute count. Well, speaking of making every minute count, so stay tuned, Kirkwood. We'll be talking about our programming. We'll have an interview or two. We'll be discussing some of our favorite fictional moms for Mother's Day and discussing our big event, the Summer Reading Kickoff. Of course, summer reading, so all the various events we have for our kickoff day and all that's going to be happening in May. Fantastic. So let's jump to it. So, Kirkwood, let's talk about our May programming. Here we go. On Wednesday, May 1st at 7 p.m., join us for the next in our community conversation series. Melissa Vatterot, Food and Farm Director from the Missouri Coalition for the Environment, will be presenting Climate Change and the Food Connection. This presentation will explore how our climate and our food production is linked. Uh, this program is supported by the Institute of Museum and Library Services under provisions of the Library Services and Technology Act, as administered by the Missouri State Library. Then, coming up Sunday, May 5th at 2 p.m., this is actually was rescheduled from a previous month because we had a snow day, is the author talk for St. Louis and Illustrated Timeline by Carol Faring Shepley. That's definitely going to be a popular one. Yeah, I think everybody will be very excited to see this. So she's going to be talking about her new book, which is absolutely beautiful if you haven't seen it. She's got all these gorgeous pictures of St. Louis. So please come and join us for the talk. And then a um, couple days later, Tuesday, May 7th at 7 p.m., it's another author talk. Uh, titled Nuts About Squirrels, The Rodents That Conquered Popular Culture by Don Corrigan. Jagisha, are you confused on what's actually healthy at the grocery store? I am. Well, yes, I am. Then you should join us May 11th at 2 p.m. for Healthy Groceries 101. Join holistic health coach Ashley Molina and learn how to shop for true health foods and avoid problematic ones. She will also share tips on how to shop on a budget and how to understand food labels. Tuesday, May 14th at 6.30 p.m., we have another author talk, Best Hikes with Kids, St. Louis and Beyond okay. by Kathy Schrenk. Get ready to get outside with the whole family this summer. Make and take your own DIY first aid kit with outdoors expert Kathy Schrenk, author of Best Hikes and Kids, St. Louis and Beyond. Let's stay active, Kirkwood. Dance on by the library, Tuesday, May 21st at 2 p.m. for Oasis Presents Range of Motion Dance with Catherine Meerink. The ROM dance sequence is a flowing progression of dance-like movements incorporating all major joints of the body. This seven-minute sequence is performed in a slow, relaxed manner. Come learn more about the ROM dance and how it can help, help keep you moving. Good Yarn Stitching Club will be meeting on May 21st. Bring your current fiber projects, so knitting, crochet, embroidery, and come hang out with your fellow crafters. All right, and then one more, Saturday, June 1st at 1 p.m., we have Dances of India. Explore the world of Indian dance through demonstration 
and an opportunity to try it yourself. All ages are invited to attend. On to summer reading. We have Rachel Johannigmeyer with us, and she is the Director of Youth Services. Hi, happy to be here. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. First thing, let's talk about summer reading kickoff, since that's a big deal for uh, the youth part of it. I mean, I know adult, we have adult summer reading, but... One youth... of the biggest for the whole library, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Last year, I think we had around 850 people show up, so it was, it's a lot. Wow, okay. <laughs> it is the big show. It's the big show. We have our summer reading, before we start summer reading, we have our kickoff day, which will be Saturday, May 18th from 10 to 1 p.m. Our theme for this year is Discover a World of Stories. Its summer reading will be running from May 18th to August 11th. Now, kickoff day. That's the exciting part. Um, that's the day we have the first official sign-up for summer reading. You'll be hearing about it, but you won't be able to sign up until May 18th. And you can do that online, or you could do it here at the library. And if you do it that day, you'll get to do all these fun things. We have quite a lineup. We have ice cream from Culver's. Who doesn't oh, nice. love ice cream? <laughs> It's great. It always always goes fast. So get there early. Raising Cane's will be providing lemonade, from what I understand. From 10 to 12, we're going to be having face painting and balloon art. So if you love balloon art and face painting. That's the place to go. Exactly. We're also outside. As long as the weather's great, we'll be having a bubble bus again. Oh my goodness. I know. Who doesn't love bubble bus? I mean, it's the kids love it. It's I never didn't know what it was until last year. And I was like, oh. So that's it. I'm going to say kids of all ages love it. Yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah, take me, doesn't take too much to make me happy. And then we'll also be having um, steel drum flavor performing. And that is, um, steel, well, it's steel drumming, but it's Caribbean style. Oh, cool. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, can't, I'm actually working that Saturday, so this is mm, going to be fun. Mm. Hopefully I can run away from the reference desk and yeah. go outside. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely fits the theme of the uh, summer reading. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes, so we didn't want people to experience new things. And then we're also working with I See Me Bookstore, which is um, an African-American children's bookstore, local. They're partnering us with a lot of different book purchasing for our summer reading prizes and other endeavors we're working on that require books. But they also are going to be having a book fair that day as well in the, ch- in the children's room. So if anybody's interested in maybe picking up some books or maybe seeing what we have to o- what's offered in our community... They will be there. No, that sounds so cool. They're a great partner. So, yeah, I'm very excited about summer reading. I have a colleague who says, battle stations Mm -hmm. (laughs) for summer (laughs) reading kickoff. And, of course, all the summer reading. um, Summer reading is sponsored by the Institute of Museum and Library Services under the provisions of the Library Services and Technology Act as administered by the Missouri State Library. And without them, we wouldn't have the funding to do half of the things that we do this summer. We also have funding from Enterprise Bank and Trust and the Clifford Willard Gaylord Foundation, which really helps in our preparation for kickoff day. Yeah, it's 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 such a big event. It's so much fun for the kids. It's it's yeah. just a great thing the library does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it gets kids reading, so mm-hmm. that's always a bonus. That's the yes. most important thing. And we have plenty more sponsors that are that we'll be working with as well for prizes. Aside from summer reading, what else do we have for youth in May? So for youth services programming this month, we have our usual um, preschool story times on Tuesdays and Wednesdays from at 10 a.m. And we also have um, our Books for Babies that's every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Also have an upcoming book club. So that's close to the beginning of May. It's a family book club um, for grades 4 to 8 and any adults who want to join. 
Uh, the book we're doing this month is actually our Mark Twain winner for, that's the Missouri Award mm-hmm. for those that um, middle elementary grade readers. And the book is Framed, A Toast Mystery by James Ponty. And it's very interesting. I read the first few chapters and I was very intrigued by the premise. It sounds fun. It, is, it involves a kid working for the FBI. So if that's your dream, you'll want to listen in. <laughs> okay, now I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> You're intrigued. Perfect. And then we'll be finally, for our tweens, we're having the tween escape zone. So we know escape rooms, escape zones are still pretty popular. And our tweens have been, we had a few teen ones. We had a tween one last time and we had a good response. So on Friday, May 3rd, from 6 to 7, 30 p.m., so it is an after hours event, we're beginning to have an escape zone. And... What that is, is the library is going to be on lockdown, and there's only one way out. Answer clues and solve the puzzle for your chance to escape, and you can sign for that online. So for teen, we have a few programs as well for May. So May 1st, actually, the day this comes out, and going to the 3rd, we'll be having craft programs in the teen room. So that's, if you come in, you can just do it at your own pace. It's finger weaving. I've never done finger weaving. I was going to say, what is finger weaving? I think it's knitting using your fingers. Okay. So you're... so you're cutting out the middle man. Gotcha. Yeah. Middle person. And then we also have, it's really great, we have a Teen Share Your Voice event, which was inspired a bit by the community conversations. I knew a bit about those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, that's a fantastic uh, series, yeah. uh, the Share Your Voice. That was mm-hmm. just such a great idea that the, the teens yeah. made that important. Yes. And we will be having, um, for May, on Thursday, May 2nd, we'll be having a teen share your voice on standardized testing from 4 to 5 p.m. in the meeting room. And there are desserts. You get to hear from different people coming in. And it's really a chance for you to share what you think about the um, issues. There's not going to be adults there um, telling you, oh, your opinion's wrong. Very nice. Also, Saturday, May 4th, we will be having comics from Free Comic Book Day. So if you want to come down to the children's room or the teen room, you're more than welcome to pick them up. I think adults doing it as well, having a few. Yes. So, believe so. come in and try out some new books and graphic novels that you might not have tried out before. I love them. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> I love it too. So, yes. <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast, you might realize that Ryan is a big fan of comic books. <laughs> I am indeed. And that's your May programming, Kirkwood. Looking for a good book group? Well, the Kirkwood Public Library has you covered. The Reader Circle Book Group will be discussing Killers of the Flower Moon on Thursday, May 2nd at 7 p.m. Books on Tap will be discussing They're There by Tommy Orange on Wednesday, May 8th at 7 p.m. Books on Tap is held at 612 Kitchen and Cocktails right here in Kirkwood. The Book Club at the End of the Universe will be smashing the Horcrux by discussing Gingerbread by Helen Oyeyemi on Thursday, May 9th at 7 p.m. The Mystery Readers will be accusing the Butler by discussing The Huntress by Kate Quinn on Wednesday, May 15th at 2 p.m. Community for Understanding and Hope Book Group will be discussing Dog Whistle Politics by Ian Haney Lopez on Thursday, May 16th at 7 p.m. And that's your May Book Groups. Happy reading, Kirkwood! Welcome back, Kirkwood. We're joined today by Donna Poe, the Executive Director of Downtown Kirkwood Special Business District. 
And we're going to be talking about Mayfest, seeing as it's May. Welcome, Donna. Thank you. So good to have you on our show. I'm happy to be here. So what can I tell you about Mayfest? Well, uh, how about a little bit of the history of Mayfest? Well, downtown Kirkwood has been celebrating Mayfest for a number of years. I'd have to think about this. I think probably about 10 years before that, we used to do an event called the Festival of Food and Flowers, and we decided that um, moving the date closer to Mother's Day would be better for our businesses and for people who were looking for something to do with their mom or their sister or their best friend right before Mother's Day. So we moved it to the Saturday before Mother's Day, and traditionally that is the day that we have the event. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So do you get a really big crowd that comes through? We usually do if the weather's nice. The weather's always a um, big factor with an event like this, but we have a lot of events. Most of them are... um, outdoor or semi-outdoor except for the shopping that goes on and the specials at the businesses obviously those are still undercover but the activities um throughout downtown kirkwood at the farmer's market and station plaza and the train station some of those are outside Mm -hmm. i'm actually really excited because it's the kickoff for farmer's market so i love going to the farmer's market and getting all the fruits and vegetables and so on by may the Farmers are usually all back with us. Um, you know, they have to wait for things to come out of the ground before they can sell them. And <laughs> usually by mid-May, they have uh, some of the earlier produce. In. So when is Mayfest this year? It's Saturday, May 11th. And uh, so you want to tell us about some of the events that are going to be happening this time around? Sure. So there are a number of events. I'll try to give them in um, chronological order. The Farmer's Market opens at 8. They're shopping at Kirkwood Farmer's Market, obviously, at 10 o'clock at Kirkwood Farmer's Market. We are having our first Tunes at 10 concert series of the season, and the um, Sadie Hawkins Day Band will perform from 10 till about noon and they've been with us for a number of years they're very popular people seem to enjoy their um i would call it kind of a bluegrass style at nine o'clock rail safety day and the open house at kirkwood station begin along with the uh, kirkwood garden club every year has a plant sale at the same time as Mayfest, which is kind of fun. They set up right in front of the train station, and it's a great way to pick up local plants from local gardeners for your own uh, yard, and they sell these plants fairly reasonably, and it's a fundraiser for their efforts to um, do some of the public area plantings like those at the train station around town. Oh, yeah. That... And also, don't forget about mom when you're buying plants, right? Right. Um, new this year, uh, we're going to have pop-up shops at Station Plaza. We have had artists in bloom for the last several years, and we will possibly be having some of those artists back. But we have partnered with some area makers, some local artists and um, high-level, I would say, crafters that have uh, set up over the winter with us a few times and we're going to be welcoming them back this year uh, at Station Plaza. I think their hours are going to be from about 10 to 4. Um, at Station Plaza the Lucille Rap Dancers and Tumblers will perform at 11 and then we have a band playing from 1230 to 230 at Station Plaza 
as well. So it's kind of like a little three-ring circus. <laughs> it sounds like a day full of fun activities, though. Yeah, it's jam-packed. What else should we know about Mayfest? Is there anything else that you'd like to tell us? You should come. Well, that's good advice. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, since you're here, uh, it should come as no surprise that being a librarian, we love to read books. What's your favorite book, Donna? Gone with the Wind. Good choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. I read that oh, a while ago, and I watched the movie, too. So I loved watching, I think it was Vivian Lee and, um, oh, I forgot the name of the actor. Who Clark played, Gable. Clark Gable, yeah. Uh, played uh, Rhett Butler. I, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I think the, you know, the book is fabulous, and I think the movie's really well done, too. And I like historical fiction. It's sort of my favorite genre. So, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Check it out here. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Donna. Well, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. It's been so much fun learning about Mayfest, and we hope to see you there. And so our interview, our second interview for today is Rachel Johannikmeyer. Did I get that right? You did. Good job. Um, hi. How are you guys? We're good. I'm so glad you're here. So tell us about, well, how long have you been at Kirkwood Library? Um, as of this May, I will have been here for two years. Very great. Yeah. And uh, what's what's your official title, and what does that entail? So I am the Youth Services Manager. I'm responsible for management, planning, and leadership in the Youth Services Department, which includes children and teens. And I do this in a manner that reflects our mission statement and values, so closely working with what we have in our policy and making sure it's reflected um, down here. I also work on scheduling, um, assigning and planning programs for youth services, and making sure that our department and our staff um, contributes to a welcoming and respectful environment for all patrons who come in. And also helping staff um, in professional development or any questions and ideas that they have, making those happen. Sounds like a lot of things on your plate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also have a lot of summer reading. Summer reading is one of my big things, mm -hmm. so I usually take on a lot at that time. And you do a lot of outreach, too, do Yes, yes, that's right. We do do a lot of outreach. We do a lot of story times, and I work with um, my assistant director, Chelsea, on scheduling those outreach dates to send staff to, and... It's pretty fun. We love going out there in the community. It's it's always it's always joyful to do story times because you just you can see what your audience how they feel if they really like the stories if they're just they're just glad to have to be there interacting with you and it's it's nice. So and I remember when I was um, my fifth grade teacher used to actually have a session. It was like once a week, and she would just sit. She we'd get a book and she would read to us. Mm -hmm. For like, I think an hour or half an hour mm -hmm. or something. And I just loved being read to. We Like the whole class would be quiet listening mm -hmm. to the book. And we we didn't want her to stop because she would stop. I think she'd read a chapter or two and then mm -hmm. stop. And then we'd have to wait till next week. Right. We had that in my third grade classroom. And I mean, I think that just really like, I don't, I think whatever age you are, it's great to listen to someone read to you, especially someone who does a great job. I mean, it's, sometimes it's a bit daunting, like... If you're not an avid reader, or maybe you're not don't have all that time to read, it's daunting to see all these big books and all these different things, and you're just like, oh gosh. But hearing someone read it out loud, it's like, okay, you get to kind of enjoy it, and you're still, even if you're not actually reading the words on the page, you're still processing the information and critically thinking about that, which I think sometimes we're so driven to be reading what's on the page that we maybe neglect that there's also that going on as well. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So one of the questions we like to ask is, um, since you've been here for two years, (laughs) what is your favorite story uh, or thing that you've seen here at the library? Gosh, has to be a thing that I I was going to say. It can be whatever. (laughs) Tell us your favorite Kirkwood Public Library story. So I can imagine the favorite thing. (laughs) There's always um, something. (laughs) One of the things that's always gets me really excited is when kids recognize me outside the library or see me um I was at a meeting for um a local group and one, there was a child there and she saw me and she's like you came to our school and I was like I did yeah I was like was it for read attack which is a program we do with the fourth grade school um classes and our um elementary schools and she's like yeah and I was like did you like the book and she's like yeah and it's those interactions that make me realize we're just having a larger, maybe it's not always obvious, the impact we're having. Because um, sometimes whenever you think that you're doing something well, you expect that immediate feedback. But just seeing that it's more than just what's in here, what's in the library. Like, it's those things that kids remember and they carry with them. And I think one of the things down here that's so important is I you want um, children and the people who come here to reflect fondly and remember this place fondly and because if you like if you had a good time and a good experience you're willing you're, you will want to come back again and you'll want to keep on being involved and that's what happened when I was younger because I went to the library so often so I would say just that recognition that I experienced in time to time I think that's one of my favorite things about the work I do. That's such a great story. Thanks. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's totally true because, yeah, I spent a lot of time at libraries. And so guess what I'm doing now as an adult? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think you don't, because you don't think about it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So uh, moving on, as we love to read, uh, Jagisha and I are are talking about uh, some of our May reviews and recommendations. Um, uh, I know you much as, much the same as I am an avid Star Wars fan. Uh, so we'll be briefly talking about May the 4th being one of the most important holidays we have. Ooh, yes. Um, what is your favorite Star Wars property, character, any any thoughts that you have? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see this. Well, let me see. <laughs> let me see. Um, how long do we have? <laughs> and, and now we go to the chart. And yes. you can clearly see. <laughs> the little, well. Um, Star Wars is something that I was introduced to by my dad when I was really, really young. So very young and impressionable. Um, he also showed me and my siblings a lot of the Batman TV series of Adam West. Classic. And that basically just, I just imprinted on, I love that stuff. It was his enthusiasm for it. And then he was sharing it with us and it worked. I mean, I wish, I think my mom wished that she had that same impact for me, at least with Cardinals baseball. She had it with my siblings, but I just gravitated more towards the nerdy things um so um yeah star wars my favorite movie of the franchise um is return of the jedi that's the one i have the most fond in my heart i know there's technically other better ones but most people end up saying empire yeah most people say it and i think empire is a great film but if we're going with a favorite then that's completely based on your own personal feelings agreed so my favorite characters, oh man, I have a lot. That's like this is the hardest one to choose, um, because where where do you go? There's just so many great characters to pull from, and I settled on, um, Leia and Han because I think there's just a great dynamic, and it's something that even 
before Disney purchased Star Wars, there was the expanded universe, and these are characters that I was like, yeah, I'm ready to learn more about what they're up to, and it was great to just get to read about them, and um, I think that I just, I love the characters. They were both, you know, like, they were both on the same level. There was no one person who was better than the other. They were, like, And they had the partners. opposite attract. The opposite attract, yeah. and... Yes. They're very well matched. They're very and, well matched. Yeah. And the chemistry between between them, or I guess the chemistry between Harrison Ford and um, Carrie, Fisher. Carrie Fisher was just amazing. Wow. Just... <laughs> so to drift away from Star Wars, we also have, uh, Bay is also known for another holiday, Mother's Day. Uh, we're talking about our favorite uh, fictional moms or mm-hmm. uh, moms in, in, in whatever properties. What's, what's some of your favorites? Also, some of my favorite moms, Um, I had to think about it because... Unfortunately, in a lot of fiction, mothers tend to be um, non-present because they're either deceased in previous events or they're just not focused on. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it. So some of my favorite moms, I like Caitlin Stark from Game of Thrones, a Song of Ice and Fire franchise. I know that's a very um, divisive opinion because there's a lot of char- people who don't care for the character, but I'm a Game of Thrones fan that I really like all the characters that the, the, the build the world and there's something I can say good that I enjoy about every character except maybe Jon Snow I don't care for Jon Snow that much <laughs> sorry for the controversial sorry I don't care for Joffrey either though yeah so. okay Joffrey's a terrible person yeah but Jon Snow it's just like he's so bland anyway this is not a Game of Thrones podcast um I also really I was looking through different monsters I had to kind of think about it and I remember um the book Room Ma I think that's she's a very interesting character. She's very complicated. Mm-hmm. Have you guys read Room? Or seen the movie with Brie Larson? Mm-mm. No, we ha- I haven't. Oh, okay. So, I can give you a general premise. So, um, Room is about this mother and her son. And all the son knows is this life in this room. They He has a father. So, um, the backstory is Ma was kidnapped by this person. And he kept her in this room. And then she had her son and you see what it was like with the point right up until they escape which spoiler um not really too much a spoiler but you see the progression of their relationship and what impact that has and you see ma as like someone who's very strong through so much that has happened i mean she's not perfect but it's and she's not like one of those mothers where it's like oh you know she can do anything she's a person um, but also she just really cares about her son and it's just, it's a good book. I would highly recommend reading Room. That so, sounds like a good one. It's sounds a good like one. A fascinating. It's a fast read too. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember seeing the movie trailer. Now that you've like telling me a little bit of the story, I was like, oh, yeah. no. Starring I'm... Brie Larson, yeah. aka Captain Marvel. For all those who. Oh, yeah. So is it Marvel or Marvel? <laughs> it's Marvel. It's Marvel. <laughs> For our purposes, it's Marvel. <laughs> Well, thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much. This has been great. No problem, yes. So, Kirkwood, it's going to be Mother's Day in May, and so we made a list of our favorite and not-so-favorite fictional mothers. That we have. So, this one was kind of a trick for me of trying to come up with some that stood out. I feel like I often lean heavily on comic books, and I really want to talk about Aunt May, but I think I'm going to skip it and go with one of the bad ones I picked. I think uh, Cersei Lannister is a good choice she is uh 
very, a bad mother. She's well, yes, she is. She's she's complicated. She I would call I definitely call the woman evil. Uh she well, is if Joffrey is any indication. I mean, I hate to sort of, you know, put a the kid is a reflection of the parent kind of thing here, but oh my goodness. She yep. Uh she has some she has some terrible children. Uh and well definitely one really terrible children. A child. Um, and she is definitely could be described as evil, but one, one good thing for her is that she loves her children and would do anything and does do anything to protect them or put them to power. Yeah. No that matter logic, who it hurts though. <laughs> and no matter who it hurts, she puts her children first. That's true. The mother that I picked that I guess is not so favorite or the bad mother is, um, Margaret White from Carrie okay. by Stephen King. So she was the mom that led to a lot of Carrie's problems. Definitely. They're all going to laugh at you. She was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. So that's... Pretty monstrous. I guess once I got started thinking about this, I did come up with quite a few moms that I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good mom. That's a good mom. <laughs> uh, your list is much more impressive than mine. Uh, for a good one, I thought, how about Sophia from The Golden Girls? <laughs> uh, she cracks me up. The late Estelle Getty. Uh, what a fun mom. I feel I've already covered Harris and Della. How about uh, how about some of your good moms? So I've got a couple actually. So I would say in the books I got Mrs. Weasley from Harry Potter, which I guess goes in the movies too. So a lot of my moms are also in you know they've made movies out of the books. So what a great choice. But yeah, Mrs. Weasley was amazing. She and see now she loved her children and wanted her children to be happy and do well. But she wasn't as she wasn't anything like Cersei. Cersei. She wanted her children to do well, but she wasn't as bad as as the. Uh, Game of Thrones, Lancaster person, <laughs> woman. Uh, she's definitely less bloodthirsty. Yes. <laughs> My other one, which just came to me, uh, came to me a little while later, was um, Mrs. Frisbee and from the Rats of Nymphs. Oh, that's like one of my a favorite good choice. Yeah, it's one of my favorite like childhood books. I love that book. I I've probably read it several times. Yeah, that was a favorite book of mine, and uh, the the movies gorgeous too. Yeah, yeah, the movies were really well done, and. Yeah, I mean, as as a scientist and with my science background, the whole story just had such a great, like, just held my interest for such a long time. And I still love to go back and reread it every once in a while. Yeah, that's that's a great choice. And then in the movies, I've got Leanne Chuhi from The Blind Side. She was an amazing mom just watching that movie and the way she, how protective she was of her own children and of the foster child that she had in the house and helping him with football and... What I loved, the best part of it was the whole family had a, one, a particular college that they were fans of, and their foster son did not end up going there, and yet went to a different school. So they ended up changing and becoming fans of the uh, other, the new, the college that he decided to go to. And when I say fans, we're talking about having all of the equipment, the clothing, all of the stuff, the colors for the particular football team. And then they completely just did, you know, they switched over to the other side to, to support their son. That's pretty impressive. And, well, I've got a, I can go on, as you can see. Um, I've got Sarah Connor from Terminator. A classic mother. Yeah. So she's very tough, though. But she was trying for survival. Now, another mother who was trying to go for the survival of her kid. Uh, she knew what was coming. and That's true. Only the tough would survive in that universe. One last one, which is... A much more complicated mother, and that's the character of Seth from the book Beloved by Toni Morrison. Now, this was a really 
tough book to read. It's a hard book to read, and I gotta say, there's some spoiler alerts, because Seth actually kills her child. And what ends up happening, and the reason she did it was because she is a runaway slave, and this is set during the Civil War, or just at the end of the Civil War, and the master comes back and finds her, and so she's worried that he's going to take her and the kids back, um, and so she ends up running off somewhere to a shed and then tries to kill her children in order to protect them. How tragic. Yes, it was It was very sad, but she ended up ch- killing her oldest child and the other three kids had survived, but... Anyway, the story continues of how she's dealing with the grief and the guilt and, and of having lost that child. And there's it's a very layered and nuanced book. That sounds pretty interesting. It I mean, is. Very I read recommend it. reading it. But yeah, but be warned, it's a, it's a, it's a sad book. <laughs> anyway, I just went on and on. Um, and I got to mention this because you're not going to do it. I got to say Ripley from Aliens. <laughs> 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 uh i i think on previous podcasts i have uh have said my love of that uh alien and aliens being one of the better like alien being one of the best horror movies aliens being one of the best action movies or at least adventure movies and yeah i'll agree with you ripley yeah <laughs> he is one bad mother <laughs> <laughs> yes anyway in so, a cool way in a good that's, way yeah. that's what i meant yeah yeah I just she love Sigourney is, Weaver. I just thought she was just so cool. Ellen Ripley is just an amazing superhero. And, yeah. And Sigourney Weaver is just a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. Anyway, did you have any others or did I just kind of take over here? Um, There was uh, some, I guess, some honorable mentions. Again, I, I was trying to shy away from comics, but I gravitated back towards them. In the category of great, interesting, quirky mom, there's... Uh, Alana in the Saga series, which is an image comic that's... Uh, Boy, it's really, we don't have the time to explain it. It is a sweeping sci-fi epic, uh, and she is a very, you know, interesting, powerful um, character who is just out there protecting her family in a, in one crazy situation after the next. Um, I could have thrown out Mystique from the X-Men. Uh, she's mother of Rogue and Nightcrawler. Wait, and, she is? Yep. She would, she'd fall under the category of bad mom because she pretty much. Um, she's Rogue's mother. She's Rogue's mother. Oh my goodness! Yep, uh, <laughs> I thought <and> I knew. <laughs> uh, in fact, that's how Rogue becomes an X Men. She, uh, she was part of Mystique's uh, force. Uh, Mystique uh, had her commit a crime, which is how she ended up with Carol Danvers in her head, uh, and she basically ran away for help to the X Men. But she was a villain before she was one of the X Men. Oh my goodness, I'm very confused right now. Uh, don't believe those Fox films. They'll lead you astray as far they as the totally story. <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably not movie canon. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> but comic book canon it is. And before we go, as it's uh, Mother's Day is right around the corner, I want to give a brief shout out to uh, to my stepmother, who is an avid, avid listener of this podcast. Gretchen, happy Mother's Day. I love you. We'd like to take a moment and wish best of luck to our library director, Sarah. She's leaving for bigger and better things. And we'll miss you, but hope to see you around the library. Well, that's your May episode, Kirkwood. Uh, We had a great time. Uh, We also wanted to mention podcast contest is still ongoing, and winners will be announced in June. So make sure you leave us a review on iTunes so we can get you in there for a uh, $10 off 3D print coupon. Get yourself something awesome printed.